The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Hello and welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Pastor P, as we call him, Pastor Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I'm Wayne Shepherd. We get to be together each week, and I enjoy this, Percy. And it's it's my privilege and pleasure to share this time with you, my friend, so thank you for your time. Now, we have a very special guest joining us later. We do. Gordon Robertson, who is the CEO of the CBN Network and the host of the 700 Club, uh, allowed us some time to really talk about his perspective of the State of the Union, of the faith community with regard to how we feel and view, in some cases, sickness and disease in relationship to our faith and our religious uh, practices, and giving us some very powerful things to think about in the big picture. Our program today is described as, I get to be with Jesus, and you'll have to explain that for our listeners. Well, for our listening audience, which is predominantly Christian, evangelical, uh, one of the focuses and schools of thought that we strongly uh, hold near and dear to our heart is the fact that ultimately we're going to heaven to spend eternity with God. Right. That that earth is our temporary home. We're just pilgrims passing through a strange land, as the song would say. And in that regard, uh, there is a point in our conversation where Gordon actually transitions individuals to think about and be mindful of focus in the face of sickness, disease, and the potential of death, that then there needs to be a, a shift of thought and understanding that we may be moving into that transition and that heaven is really our home and that's where we're going to be. And that's the bigger reward. And quite frankly, that's the ultimate healing. Yeah, you'll really understand as you hear the uh, the guest talk about that here today in just a moment. Well, we always offer a resource to listeners and we always try to make this as helpful and practical as we possibly can. Percy, you often write these resources up for listeners and this one is called Dealing with Grief and Loss, and you've put a lot of work into this. Well, th- this is compiled from uh, other published works that help us to understand that there can be phases or stages, if you will, not necessarily in any particular chron- chronological order of what an individual will begin to work through and rifle through when they begin to enter into grief and loss. And some of those categories, you know, talk about shock talks about denial, uh, talks about guilt, Mm -hmm. sorrow, and Mm -hmm. depression. These are different elements of things that people uh, begin to go through different phases and stages, in some cases, uh, when they experience grief and loss. So the document really helps individuals to understand what some of those categories are so that they can be mindful of them when they see them. This is available free of charge, no cost, no obligation. You can download it, Dealing with Grief and Loss, at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Uh, and we give you permission to do that even as you listen here today. If you're in a place where you're at your computer, go to healthhopeandinspiration.com and download Dealing with Grief and Loss. I think you'll find it very, very helpful. All right. Well, we ask our listeners to subscribe to this podcast because we want you to not miss an episode anytime. No, not at all. We want you to be able to have every episode uh, as it is done. It'll come directly to you. So you, it's just one less thing for individuals to consciously think about, oh, I need to go find or search. 
Uh, we have established a, method, a mechanism by which the shows will come to your device of choice, and then you can listen at your leisure whenever you choose to do so. And we always appreciate it when our listeners leave a review on iTunes of the podcast. Here's one. May, may I read this one? Uh, first of all, they give us five stars. Oh, okay. So, I don't yeah. know if you, uh, did you ever get five stars? I never got five stars. I've never gotten five stars <laughs> okay, before, right. so please read this. <laughs> it says, Health, Hope, and Inspiration is full of so many great stories of hope from real cancer patients and physicians. I feel like the guests are relatable and honest, and the lessons they've learned from God through their journey should be encouraging for others fighting cancer. It's really well done, and the host asks the tough questions with kindness and compassion. I highly recommend the show. Well, thank you. That's very kind of you to put that review. That is fantastic, and we do appreciate it, and we'd love to hear more reviews. Please let us know how the shows are impacting you, and leave those for others so that they can have an idea of how the shows can impact them. This podcast is made possible by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling the phone number at the top of our homepage. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, just before we hear from our guest today, why don't you open the scriptures for us, Percy? Our spiritual nugget for today, my friend, is found in Philippians, the third chapter, verses 20 and 21. And we've been talking about uh, earth not being our permanent home. Here's a scripture that helps reinforce this theologically. For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body that it may be conformed to his glorious body, according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself. And that would include sickness, yep. disease, and death. Right. Well, as you travel about the country, you interview guests and bring them back to us here on the podcast. You were at a very busy location, the National Religious Broadcasters Convention in Nashville, when you sat down to talk with our guest today. Well, it is my sincere privilege and distinct honor to have on our show today uh, our guest, Gordon Robertson, who is the CEO of Christian Broadcasting Network, and as many of you know, the son of Pat Robertson, uh, founder and co-host of the 700 Club. And it is just an honor to have you with us here today. Thank you so much. So great to be with you, Percy. It's great to be here. Uh, I have so much I want to talk to you about, and we have so little time. So I want to first begin, if you don't mind, by, by attempting to have a dialogue and discussion around the fact that... Uh, you folks at the, at the uh, organization were gracious enough to send one of your camera crews out to one of our training sites where we feature the Our Journey of Hope Cancer Care training, leadership training uh, courses out in Noonan, Georgia. And that piece has ran now for about two years. And every time that you run the piece for us, we get people who call us and sign up and want to be part of that ministry and that training. And as a result of that, we've had an individual who attended one of our trainings who went back to their local community and had a young 13-year-old who wanted to become part of their cancer care ministry to minister to young people in their community with cancer. And we've never encountered that before. And so the point to be made is we've now trained about 3,000 people and close to 1,800 churches. The program is working very well. Uh, 
you do a segment and you offer segments on your show about health and wellness and faith. I want to talk to you about from where you sit, uh, the state of the union as you see it or as you believe it to be around how effective are we as people of faith around incorporating our faith and our belief in God with good medicine and science and approaching sickness and disease? And, and what do you think we can do better or differently currently in our nation? I think within the medical community in particular, we're missing sight of its body, soul, and spirit. And you have to minister to all three. You just can't do medical treatment to the body and if the soul and the spirit aren't along for the ride, you're just not going to see the result that you need to see. And particularly in a family situation, uh, catastrophic illness and the, just the receiving that diagnosis, that report, you have cancer, they're going to need lots of spiritual counseling. They're going to need to understand, everyone's going to have this question, why? Why did it happen? Did I do something bad? Uh, did God cause this? Uh, how do I get out of it? And then just in the medical journey of treatment, uh, the spiritual support to go through it. Because uh, chemotherapy is not easy. Radiation therapy is not easy. Surgery is not easy. You're going to need your entire family, your church community to surround you with love and acceptance and say, we're with you through this. And with that, you're absolutely right. I've been doing this now well over 20 years, and I feel privileged and honored to work for an organization, the Cancer Treatment Centers of America, who has allowed that component to be part of what we call whole person medicine or integrative support services. Uh, we certainly do not espouse that spirituality or nutritional support or naturopathic medicine per se is healing people of their cancer or their sickness or disease, but it is an important part of the equation of good care. And so I really appreciate hearing you say that and reemphasize the point. Well, we really appreciate can Cancer Treatment Centers of America because you take that approach. So with that, from where you sit and from the work that you are doing and have done, how can we better align the idea of spiritual care and medical care together? In your opinion, what, what are we still not doing as well? How can we better create relationships between the faith community and the medical community? Well, I think more people should do exactly what you're doing, Percy, which is training pastors in how to provide that care. Without that training, when you come into that situation, if you've never walked with someone who has cancer and walked them through that treatment process and walked the family through that treatment process, uh, it can be overwhelming. Uh, I think people absolutely have to have the training. What to expect along the journey. Uh, how to deal with that. What scriptures apply. How do you comfort the dying? Uh, those things, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, you don't learn that in seminary. You, you've got to have some on-the-job training, and everyone needs it. And even if you think you're good at it, I'm telling you, get, the, get as much training as you can, because in this treatment process, there's going to be some curveballs thrown your way. And how do you respond? How do you deal with it? You need people that this is what they do all day, every day to help you uh, so that you can help the family. 
And, and it really is interesting that you say that we began to start reaching out to churches and communities and saying, listen, we also understand the point that was just articulated. You didn't learn this at, in seminary. You didn't get this in Bible college. So there's a void of information, knowledge, insight, if you will, not intent, that we recognize that we wanted to begin to say, we're going to bridge that gap. But I got to tell you, initially, uh, Gordon, there was a lot of pastors who were resistant to the idea of, I don't need any additional information. You know, all I do is pray. We, that's all we need to do. Now, again, that was 14 years ago. We have certainly seen a very different attitude by many churches and pastors today, but still not as many as I would like to see. 1.5 million people are estimated to be diagnosed with cancer, according to the American Cancer Society. One out of every two men and one out of every three women. And statistically, that equates to about four or five people potentially sitting in the average local church. Why or how can we uh, get more pastors to embrace the vision of having cancer care ministry? I would tell them to go back and read the book of Job. And the devil was allowed to take a lot of things from Job. Allowed to take his family, allowed to take his possessions, allowed to take his health. He wasn't allowed to take his friends away. Now, you can critique Job's friends and the advice they gave him, but the fact that they were willing to sit with him. Here he is scraping boils with a pottery shard, and his friends still come. The, The biggest thing anyone in the church can do to someone going through cancer, prayer is important, prayer is needed, but they really need a friend someone who is willing to weep with them, to go with them through the journey, to say, it's okay, I'm right here. If you need anything, let me know. I'm here to help you. Uh, that's not a one and done. You go lay hands and you, get, you have to be a friend to them and you have to spend the time. So we're talking even beyond the healing services and the healing line and the anointing of the sick, which certainly is of my theological background and orientation, and I I think that you embrace as well. We're really talking about relationship on a much more deeper, and in some cases, maybe even more intimate level beyond what goes on in our corporate circles of our church orientation and experience. I I would encourage people to reevaluate what it means to disciple someone. It's not a teaching, it's not, a, you know, let's, let's learn the four steps or whatever. It's spending time with them, really understanding their struggle, what they're going through, and there's no substitute for it. You, 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 there's no instant to it. It's all about time. And it's true because one of the things in, in actually ministering at bedside to patients, again, 18 plus years, firsthand, what, one of the things that I learned, Gordon, is that this is a marathon in many cases. It's not a sprint. And I think that theologically, many times, we're looking for the sprint-like activity of prayer, laying on of hands, healing service, and anointing, and then we move on to the next thing. But in many cases, particularly for this milieu of people, this is about a continuation of, in many cases, a long-term relationship of really being a friend and being available to someone. Well, I'll tell a story. I had a friend of mine that I've known for 40 years, and he got diagnosed with stage 4 throat cancer. And I was praying for him. I got specific words, but I also got a real troubling word that he was going to be carried to a place he didn't want to go. And I faithfully delivered that word, but I knew because God had given me that, 
I needed to be with him on the journey. And for him, we had a wonderful outcome where a year later, he was completely cancer-free. But walking through those radiation treatments with him, walking through the hospital visits, the severity of cancer pain, uh, that was difficult. Uh, and there were a lot of nights I'd go home and I would just have to spend time with God because what I had just seen was overwhelming. But if it was overwhelming for me as, I, as I'm witnessing it, how much more overwhelming was it for him? Yes. And you're, you're literally facing death. And are you right with God? Is your house in order? Uh, and then let's walk through that journey. Uh, and you have to do that. Uh, I had another friend, stage four lung cancer, prayed with him, a real tremendous miracle, but then it came back. And when it came back, it had spread throughout and just walking through him through the journey of death. And that one, I don't have a good report. He, he died, but I know in that death, he's with the Lord. And, and you've just described very correctly the full circle of what I've learned over the 20 plus years of ministry to the sick and specifically to the cancer community that everyone that we necessarily pray for do not necessarily quote unquote receive their healing as we interpret that on this side of heaven. And then there are those that we think and we believe that things are looking bad and then yet things turned around. It speaks to the dynamic of the complexity and the difficulty of this type of ministry. In the closing seconds that I have, I wonder if you would be willing to share because you said that you were moved after the first scenario that you had to go home and spend a little time with the Lord and I guess kind of decompress what really took place. What is one aha moment that you're willing to share of what you've learned about ministry, ministry to the sick, the death, death and dying, cancer, et cetera, et cetera, being the profile person that you are that would be helpful to someone, a pastor, someone with cancer, someone that's caring for someone with cancer that's listening to us right now? For me, it's realizing we're all on the journey. And here's something that came to me. None of us get out of here alive. And we're all on that journey. And in that journey, we have to realize there's a transition point where we're going to no longer be in this body, but we're going to be with him. For me, it was that I'm looking at my friend with cancer, I'm looking at his pain, but I'm also seeing a mirror that I'm on that journey too. And how will I respond if I'm in that place? And will I be looking forward to heaven? Will I be looking forward to transition? Will I have that faith to believe through? And it actually helped me to go through it with someone else and, and watch their transition. Yes. And it helped me get the peace to know, well, yes, there is hope at the end of the day. And let's stop talking about pain. Let's stop talking about cure, let's stop talking about the evil of cancer, and let's start talking about heaven. And let's, let's look forward to, I get to be with Jesus. Well, we have been spending time with the one and only Gordon Robertson, CEO of Christian 
Broadcasting Network, and it has been my absolute pleasure to have you with me today. And uh, your words of wisdom, I think, are going to really penetrate and really be a blessing to people. Continue prayers of success for you and the ministry that you have and the organization that you manage. And thank you for the service to the Christian community over the years. I appreciate you. God bless you, sir. Thank you, Percy. Appreciate you. That was recorded during a busy convention time where Percy attended and met Gordon, Gordon Robertson. It was a real pleasure to meet him. Very personable, very down to earth. Uh, We sat and chatted about a lot of things, and he was very willing uh, to give his perspective with the national profile that he has in exposure. Uh, It was very helpful to hear what one of our national leaders was thinking around the subject of health, uh, healing, sickness, disease, faith, religion, and medicine. And he was so, so kind to offer his time to us. Well, there's more, and we're going to play the rest of your interview with him next time we're together. Absolutely. And you don't want to miss the next episode because he's actually going to delve into a little more personal uh, discussion around uh, the recent health challenges of his dad, oh, okay. uh, of, of, of Dr. Pat, Pat Robertson, Robertson. Yeah. absolutely. And he shared some very intimate information that I think is going to be very helpful for people to hear. Well, as I mentioned earlier, this podcast is made possible by Cancer Treatment Centers of America with hospitals in Atlanta and Chicago and Philadelphia, Phoenix and Tulsa. Cancer Treatment Centers of America takes an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. So visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling the phone number at the top of our homepage. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. I don't know about you. I'm sure you were encouraged by that conversation with Gordon. I certainly was because he called for us to to do what we're doing here, get information into people's hands. First and foremost, I was just privileged that he was willing to be so open and available with his time. This is a very busy man who's obviously running a very uh, high-profile international ministry and TV ministry. But he was very candid and he was very willing and open to discuss and then share some insights from his perspective around the subject of uh, sickness, disease, healthcare, faith, medicine, and what is the correct balance and how can we begin to look at and maybe even adjust some of our theological misnomers around approaching this subject. When you think about uh, what Gordon and the others at CBN do, they're involved in inspiration and information, aren't they? Absolutely. And again, on an international level. So uh, and, and there's a segment of their program, which we have been privileged to be featured on with our, the Our Journey of Hope training program that we talk about so much, sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America, uh, that they came out and filmed actually one of our trainings for uh, on our behalf and played some excerpts and segments of that in talking about the value and the role of balance and marriage of 
uh, medicine, science, faith, religion, and spirituality. Yes, I saw that. It really was obvious that he wanted us to be, continue to be proactive in getting information into people's hands. Well, key statement that he made that I don't hear many leaders of his caliber make, and maybe they just haven't consciously thought about, but it has been one of the kind of standing bullet points of any presentation that I've made, having gone through a formal uh, didactic theological training with curriculum and, and, and study, that there is no study guide that is being offered or made available to ministers of the gospel and spiritual leaders around the subject of religion, spirituality, health, and wellness. It's not part of their didactic training. That transfers into there's a lack of understanding and insight and, and good conversation to help give our spiritual leaders a base to begin to work from in terms of understanding that we can't just be all spiritual and not understand some of the natural uh, elements that comes when we are forced or faced with going through our healthcare organizations or our healthcare process and dealing with the issues and the challenges of sickness and disease. Yeah, regular listeners know about our journey of hope, which we've talked about a number of times, but boy, that fits right in with the interview today. It does. Because what 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 he really endorsed and, and we were grateful for is that churches, spiritual leaders need training in the area of this topic and this subject. Uh, it's good to pray and it's and it's right to pray. It's biblical to pray and to uh, lay hands on the sick and believe for God's healing anointing. But there's also elements and he gave very personal examples of stories of people that he has supported himself. Yeah, that's what impressed me about Gordon was that he's he's not just a network executive. He's down in the trenches with people. Yeah, he has skin in the game, you yeah, know. And yeah. so sometimes I think we lose sight of that when we see our national uh, religious TV personalities. We forget that they're human. Right. We forget that their feet touch the ground every day, <laughs> and they're touched by the feelings of the same infirmities that we're touched true, by. True, true. And, and so he, he shared how, in one example, things looked really bad for a friend that he supported, and things turned out well. And then conversely, that, you know, they were expecting good things to happen for a particular person that he supported, and things didn't didn't turn out quite as well. And then he 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 flipped the conversation or refocused it around when we began to get to a place of understanding the potentiality of one dying or not surviving their sickness or disease because of our faith, because of our beliefs and good medicine and science, that theologically to begin to refocus on what the big picture is, and that is transitioning into our, our eternal state, which is really the ultimate healing of yeah. all believers. Yeah. Well, he'll be back next time here on the program for part two of that conversation. Gordon Robertson of CBN talking with our own Reverend P, Pastor Percy McRae here. Our resource is entitled Dealing with Grief and Loss, a very, very helpful resource. If you want to download it, go to healthhopeandinspiration.com. And let's uh, let's come back to that scripture you read earlier, which I think will mean a whole lot more after hearing what we've heard today. Absolutely. Philippians, the third chapter, as we close out this segment, the 20th and 21st verses for our citizenship, praise God, is in heaven, not on earth. Uh, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body that it may be conformed to his glorious body according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things. And I would suggest that would include sickness, disease, and death, able to subdue all things to himself. Amen. Amen. That's Pastor Percy McRae. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Percy, great to be with you. Listen, we've got work to do and wood to chop, so I'll see you next week.
Hope and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.